Hey, it's Travis Kelsey. This is Taylor Swift. You're listening to the official broadcast partner of the Kansas City Chiefs, 610 Sports Radio. KCSB Kansas City, WDAFHD2 Liberty, always live on the free Odyssey app. Just finished halftime, starting the second half of After Hours here on 610 Sports Radio, the Odyssey app. However you choose to listen, we thank you. Brought to you by Twin Peaks, Eats, Drinks, Scenic Views. Jay Binkley will come on here pretty soon. We'll talk everything in the world of football, NFL, college football. Um, Right now, the Bills and the Jags are uh, here in a, a... what would be the opposite of a barn burner here? It is uh, 11 to 7 early in the fourth quarter. The Bills offense has not been that great. Aside from uh, aside from Stefan Diggs, their offense is not playing well at all. They're right around midfield, third and 15. And uh, I mean, it, seriously, I don't, the Jags aren't even like a great defense. They're like 17th in the league right now in, in total defense. They're, they are pretty good at, at as far as scoring defense goes, but yeah, total defense, they're not that great. And yeah, they are absolutely struggling against this Jaguars defense. It is one of the weirdest things to watch here. Um, so this bodes well for the chiefs. If the Jaguars can continue to hold off, this uh, this Bills offense, as it looks like uh, Trevor Lawrence is getting a little bit of treatment there from the trainer. It looks like they're taping his ankle up. Um, things are not looking too great for the uh, for the Buffalo Bills right now. Obviously, you still got a quarter to change. It still got 13 minutes left here in the fourth. So, uh, but yeah, this this Bills team does not look like they are. Uh, uh, this big juggernaut there. And now it looks like Josh Allen just threw a pick. So, so you have him one of his just really bad. I don't like, even know if it's the like the Jets game. It's not the Jets game quite because he hasn't. I think that was his first turnover of the game there. Is he just he did this? He did do the thing in the Jets game. We just chucked the ball down the field and the, it, it looked like Diggs was open, but it was a little short. So the uh, the the DB was able to sneak up underneath and and get it away from Diggs, which hurts me fantasy wise. Cause I got Diggs on my money league and I would have loved Diggs to get, the, to get those points there. But yeah, things are not looking great for the, for the Buffalo bills there. And now Jay Binkley joining me here on uh, after hours. What does this, if the bills lose this game, which it, it, it don't look great for them right now, their offense is not playing well at all. Couple injuries now, Milano and Deion Dawkins. What does this do for the chief for the Chiefs if you're able to get the Jags to pull out a win? It does a lot for him down the line. Like who's going to step up and be that second best team in the AFC? I'll say this: I went on Buffalo this week to talk about the. You know, they like talking about the Chiefs from your time boy, to time your boy because Danger and uh, yeah, Bataglia, Bataglia from yeah. our sister station out there because they they're interested in what we do. I mean, right. they're interested in the Chiefs. And I said this: the NFL is full. Well, first of all, never look. Remember back in week one, people that made assumptions in the national media and said, all right, well, this team's great. This team isn't because of what happened in week one. Now, Bills get beat by the Jets and Zach Wilson. Now, the Bills have been on a tear and look like world beaters. And all of a sudden, people were making fun of Josh Allen on Twitter. They were making fun of him on NFL Live, NFL Network, whatever, because all the turnovers, right? 
And then the last couple of weeks, he's been the best thing since sliced bread, beat the Miami Dolphins. Whoa, they're the flavor of the week. This is what the NFL is. It's a league full of flavor of the week. What have you done for me lately? The Bills are putting a stinker up right now in London. Sir, this game still could be won by the Buffalo Bills easily. Yeah. But the bottom line is the Bills were the flavor of the week. Now, I think this kind of shows you, too, about having a team in London two straight weeks. Because the Bills had to fly over there, and that jet lag is real. Jaguars have been chilling there for two weeks, man. Forget about Duval. That is London Jaguars uh, right now. But I'm tired of the flavor of the week. This shows, it makes me appreciate Andy Reid and what he's done even more. Five straight AFC title games. When every week it's the Dolphins of the flavor of the week or the Bills of the flavor of the week, or maybe it's the Ravens, or how about the Browns defense? That's the flavor. Then they get beat. The Chiefs have not lost by more than four points in 23 straight games. That is unbelievable. But it's a Grand Canyon-sized gap between the Chiefs and everybody else as far as staying consistent. This is why Andy Reid, this one won one coach of the year ever, should have many more than that because what he's doing is the hardest thing to do in the NFL. I've said this for years about the Bills. The Bills are one of those teams that doesn't do well when they get in, get up top. When they get to first place – when they're in a position to where they can control their destiny, they don't do it very well with that. The Last Bills, year, they had an opportunity. Yeah. And obviously, the DeMar Hamlin thing kind of yeah. ruined their chances there, which is very unfortunate. But, like, they had a home game against the Cincinnati Bengals in the snow. And all they had to do was win that game. And now you're in a neutral site game in Atlanta against the Chiefs, and you have a chance to not have to go to Arrowhead you could beat the Chiefs, and you go to your first Super Bowl since 1993. And what happens? You blow it. You blow it. You lose it. It wasn't even – I mean, the Bengals handled you at home, and now you are in a position where you are potentially the number three team going into this season. And look at them right now. Great position again. You beat the Dolphins, a team that a lot of people tried to put up there with the Chiefs. You beat them. Oh, they were being crowned, man. Yeah. They were being crowned. They were being crowned after that game. And now you want to crown them? Go ahead and crown them. And Danny now, Green, if they lose this game and the Chiefs win, now the now this helps the Chiefs as far as tiebreakers go because you they've already beaten the Jags. Now they're ahead of the Bills. If they beat the Bills, that's burying the Bills right there. I mean, this could be a really, really good situation for the Chiefs for the for this to happen this early, and then now you're going down the home stretch the rest of the year. Things are looking pretty good for the Chiefs at the Bills. And also, you got to remember the Chiefs lost to an NFC team, right? So you know, there's tiebreaker implications there. Where if you, it's better to lose to an NFC team than right. another AFC and team. And this would be the second AFC loss for the Bills. And I, I still think I took the Bengals out of Tier 1, clearly, because of the, what, what's going on Their with Burrow. Their terrible, yeah. But I think it's between the Chiefs, the Bills. I have a lot of respect for the Ravens. The Ravens were my team. They made the playoffs last year. said, watch out for the Ravens. Everybody's happy. I love the Zay Flowers pick. I like Odell Beckham He's there. very good. I like Lamar Jackson got paid. He's happy. If that team can stay healthy, they had a bunch of injury concerns. Marlon Humphrey uh, was hurt early in the, the year for the Ravens. They've had uh, other injuries as well. What Dobbins out for the year as well. So they've had their injuries concerns, but the bills are right there, but the bills have a tendency to blow it. Like I have marriages. I mean, things look like they're going great. (laughs) Then they go in the tank, put it this way. Two years ago, the bills, right? The team that went to Kansas city and won 38 to 20, one of Patrick Mahomes, three games in his career, three where he's lost by more than one touchdown. 
That was one of them, right? Everybody crowned them, Chris. What do we do? We crown them. You win big. Oh, they went to Kansas City. Oh, they won the Super Bowl that week. We crowned their ass right there, Denny Green. So what happened then? They go on the road to Tennessee. They peed down their pants, lose 34 to 31 on Monday Night Football. Oh, okay. Well, the Bills are still there. And they're crying because of what happened at Arrowhead Stadium. And everybody cries about what happens here. And, oh, how come the Chiefs get to host everything? Well, let them play on the road because they're a damn good road team as well. Mahomes never lost a road division game, by the way. They've either. actually been better on the road yes. throughout Mahomes' history than I have. Yeah, but, but here's the thing. So that year, those Buffalo Bills that everybody was talking about once they beat Chiefs, and they were the top of the mountain, right? They they they, they swung at the king and, and hit him. What did Omar Little say? Swing at the king, don't miss. You better not miss. But anyway, so here, here's the Buffalo Bills. You know what happened later that year? They lose 9-6 to six to the Urban Meyer-led Jaguars, right? 9-6. to six. How does that happen for a team that we crowned? How does it happen? Oh, they must not be as good as people think. Oh, then the Indianapolis Colts that didn't make the postseason go in, go in to Buffalo and put 41 on them and win 41-15. That's why the game was in Arrowhead Stadium. Why? Because the Buffalo Bills choked. This is what this team does. They choke. They're still a damn good football team, no, no question about it. But they find a way to choke, and that season was the epitome of choking because once they beat Kansas City, they couldn't keep it up, and they let Carson Wentz put 41 points on them. Think about that. If Carson Wentz puts 41 points on you, you call it good, man. You walk away slowly, put the football down, you turn in your retirement papers, and you say, slowly back away, Chris. And you leave the game. <laughs> the qu- the thing that's interesting to me about this scenario, though, Josh Allen, week one looks terrible. You know, three picks where he just heaves it down the field. That's where everybody's making fun of him. Like, yeah. Then after that, just catches fire. Looks like Joe Montana, right? Just destroys, destroys the Commanders, destroys the Raiders, destroys the Dolphins. Which two of those suck? Those yeah, teams. two of those teams are bad. Like the 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 Commanders have. Like, I think they're 30th in defense. No, they're 25th in defense. They're terrible. They're one of the worst defenses in the league. Uh, one of the worst pass defense. I think the second worst yep. passing defense in the league. The Raiders are, like, mediocre on defense, but they're not that great. They just haven't played great teams. And you, the Dolphins, as well, are one of the worst defenses in the league. Now you're playing a mediocre defense in the in the, the Jags. They're 17th. Well, I think most disappointing team in the NFL, the Jaguars. Yeah, the and and you know and, and me. And Quentin, if they win today? Me and Quentin talked about that last hour. Like the Jags are one of those teams that like is very much proof that like progression is not linear in sports, and that just because you are good one year doesn't mean you're going to get better. And even when you look at that roster, they have gotten better from a roster standpoint. You add Calvin Ridley to that team. Calvin Ridley was the best wide receiver in Atlanta before his, his situation happened with the suspensions and with the mental health break that he took a couple years ago and then, you know, get in trouble with gambling. And yet right now their offense is 16th in the league and doesn't look anything special. It does. And I thought Trevor Lawrence was taking the next step too. And who knows the season's still young. I mean, we're just basically through the, the old quarter mark when it was 16 games. I actually put him there kind of at Justin Herbert's level. Yeah. Trevor Lawrence, and right, he right. was he was finally living up to his what we thought of Trevor Lawrence. You know, you get Urban Meyer out of the equation, you bring in Doug Peterson, that's much more quarterback friendly, in with uh, in with Trevor Lawrence, and all of a sudden he leads that what twenty seven point comeback in the playoffs and beats Justin Herbert. Okay, you look out. Okay, 
because now they've won a playoff game. Then they came to Kansas City, and they played a decent game against the Chiefs in the playoffs. But it's weird thinking about what's happened to the Jaguars to this point. This would be a major victory for them. But also, I think the NFL needs to take a look at not having a team in London two straight weeks. That's the decided advantage over the team that just had to fly out there and play. Right, yeah. That's that, a decided advantage. Yeah, that is a massive advantage. You've got, because now you've got a couple weeks to get used to the time yep. difference. Because they're both Eastern. You're dealing you know, your hotel, your practice. I mean, right. two weeks. This is, this to me, I wish I would have bet it. Because I will now if the team's over there two straight weeks. But this is a decided yeah, advantage. Yeah, the line was pretty close between them. And yeah. I'm kind of disappointed because I took the the I had the bills and some parlays and this is gonna die. They're gonna die now because uh, right now the uh, right now the uh, Jags are in field goal range against the Bills up by four. They're at the seventeen. Down. Yeah, they're they're they're. It is very close. <laughs> this I mean this right here. If they score a touchdown here, could be the game ceiling touchdown. We got nine minutes to go. Bills offense has not been great today, so. Uh, yeah, they just got a big run here from ETN. Not a very good performance from this Bills team. Uh, coming up next, I'm going to tell you why the next four weeks are going to be very important for this Chiefs defense. Back in here on After Hours, 610 Sports Radio, Christian Ocero, Jay Binkley, Quentin Morris. Brought to you by Twin Peaks, Eats, Drinks, Scenic Views. The uh, Jaguars just scored a touchdown. <laughs> ETN just uh, on, a, on a little on a little sweep there just went out and turned the corner, scored a touchdown. So now it's it's eighteen to seven Jags over the Bills, and uh, the math it was funny because like the Jags went for it, they went for two, got it, so they're up eight nothing. Now they're at a point now where the 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 Bills have to score. They have to score a touchdown, and they have to get a two, then get a field goal to tie it up at the very minimum. Um, if they, if they, if the Jags are able to prevent a two-point conversion, if the the Bills score a touchdown uh, at any other point the rest of the game, they prevent the two-point conversion. Now you got another touchdown. Seven forty-four left in the game. The win percentage is ninety-six point eight. But we've seen this go the opposite yeah, direction with the Chiefs. Exactly. But yeah. again, those are Chiefs games. And have a ninety-six point eight percent win percentage. Uh, for the London Jaguars. Just ask Miami. Yeah, yeah. 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 Or how about uh, Detroit and Chicago? Yes. Or not, no, not Detroit. Chicago and the Broncos. Yeah, Chicago had like a 96% yeah, the Broncos, win, win percentage when they were up 28-7. When they were up going into the fourth quarter against the Broncos, and then it just disappeared. And you have to throw in it that's the Broncos. <laughs> yeah, the Broncos are terrible. And they just stopped. Once they got to 28, they stopped scoring. The Broncos are the worst defense in the NFL. I thought, so. I thought they were going to blow it this week, too. I thought Chicago was going to blow it against the Commanders. I, I, I thought was, there was a chance to. I was hoping for I the did. Commanders. I was like, I man, was, if this happens two straight weeks, yeah. Everflus, just don't even get on the plane, yeah, man. Just, just leave. Just, just go rent home. a car. Just go home. Or just walk. Get, get your own flight and just go home. Yeah. Just collect your check. Go sit at home. Pack it up and go look for your next DC job. <laughs> I was so hoping that was going to happen. That would have. It would have been hilarious. And I hate saying that because Justin Fields put together two straight. Really good games. Yeah, I talked. Yeah, I talked about that uh, on the fantasy football Sunday. Like, they're like, he's granted terrible defenses. You know, Broncos and Commanders are terrible defenses, but he's starting to put it together a little. Well, bit. he was drafted during the COVID quarterback kind of thing. Yes. You know, and I thought the two guys that actually were legit in the draft was Trevor Lawrence and Justin Fields because they'd both been to the playoffs. Trevor Lawrence had actually won a national title. 
But they had played good football before COVID. And then, of course, when you're playing no non-conference games, you get to wonder, like a Zach Wilson, right. you don't want that kind of effect. But Justin Fields and Trevor Lawrence were already kind of made guys at that point. Yeah. So I want to talk about the Chiefs defense. And you look at the matchups that they have over the next month. Vikings today, this afternoon. Then you have Denver on Thursday night. Then after that, you got the Chargers. Then you got Denver again. All four of these teams, not great. Like, Vikings are 1-3 and three and uh, could very easily be 0-4. They're just there's so many turnovers there. It's crazy because like the Vikings aren't generally not a team that does that. Like Kirk Cousins generally is a pretty good game manager, doesn't turn it over. He's got four picks on the year, four fumbles on the year. Things are looking a little little down for him. You remember last week he got trucked against the Panthers on that pick six. Absolutely destroyed. They're close games. I talked to Henry about it actually Friday. Henry Lake, uh, my former partner that works at our sister station in Minneapolis. Right. The covers of Vikings inside and out. And I said, okay, is their record, should they have a better record than they do? Because they played in close games. And he was staunch. He's watched every single play, been in press conferences, everything. He said, no, this team deserves that record. So he was like, all right, just wait a second. I know they played close games, but they're not a good football team. Right, yeah. But like, you never know. What's, it's the NFL, man. Anything can happen. Yeah, and they're just a very mistake-prone team. Kind I mean, of. if Cousins gets hot, I mean, keep in mind, Cousins was the guy that Mahomes used to watch right. film of yeah. because of him in the pocket. Like, Mahomes used to watch Kirk Cousins' film. Yeah. So the interesting thing is Chiefs defense right now, top 10 in the league in terms of total defense. Top five in the league in points allowed. And if you look at those points allowed numbers, it's a little misleading because uh, nine of those points were from the offense. Pick six and then a safety. So, really, the Chiefs are aver- are giving up less than 13 points a game instead of the whatever it is. And 12th against the run. Right. Eighth against the pass. Fifth in points. Three, eighth in total defense. So, you're, you're great. again, it's a top 10 defense. Thought this would yeah. be the best defense Mahomes has had. Right. And then when he added a Minahue, man, it's just... <laughs> It's like getting yeah. this extra guy all of a sudden that can really contribute to your team. Yeah, I think I think Chiefs defense over the next four weeks. As you remember, like start next month, Chiefs go to Germany. They play the Dolphins. Dolphins offense is pretty damn great. Yeah. Tyree Kill's been kind of talking trash, trying to juice him up a little bit. The next four weeks, especially because you just brought up a minute, he's coming back in a couple weeks. Got two more games left in the suspension. What do you need to see from the defense to feel like they're going to be up for the task of taking on that Miami Dolphins team? Well, I'm not judging too much on the pass rush at this point because last year, you know, they were number two in sacks in the NFL with 55. They're 10th right now in sacks in the NFL. But I think when you think about quarterback, they were number two in quarterback hits last year. Only Dallas Cowboys hit the quarterbacks more. Than the Chiefs did, but and I yet, think they had the most pressures last year. Yet, Minahue to the equation, you keep giving Felix more and more reps, and you kind of have that Karloftis effect where he got better and better as the season progressed. So I, I think right now this pass rush gets better and better with the Chiefs, and it's only going to get better with the secondary playing as good as they are and being as consistent with it. Just like to see the defense. I mean, I love seeing them, what they're doing because they've kind of needed them. It's kind of like a baseball team. And we've seen this back when the Royals in 14 and 15. Like, all of a sudden, the pitching would be hot and the bats would be cold. But the pitching was so good, it kept them in games. And they'd still win games despite their bats being cold. 
Then all of a sudden the bats would get hot and the pitching would go cold and the bats would carry him. Well, it's kind of like the Chiefs offense. The offense, yes, it's had its issues, but <laughs> they're still third in the NFL in total offense. So, yeah, they, they've – and also, by the way, they're number one in points per drive. The drives are down for the Chiefs offense, but still, we always look and want to think, okay, what's wrong with the Chiefs offense? This is Buffalo. What's wrong? Well, they're third in the NFL in total offense. They're actually better than the Buffalo Bills. I had to remind them of that. Yeah, it doesn't look pretty because they're not going to those expectations, but this defense is good enough to keep Mahomes getting out on the field. And you know what, Chris? I don't, this is not go grab a beer time. Well, of course I don't because I'm doing the post game. Go grab a Coke right, time yeah, or a Mountain Dew time <laughs> when the defense is out there because you want to see them. Like you feel confident. At the end of the game, you used to, you probably have to go home. If it was fourth and 13, you'd still probably be having Mahomes go for it on offense. That gave you a better chance to win. But now you put that defense back out there and you feel okay with it. I, I want to see more and more of that. I And that's kind of been like the, Funny part about the discourse around the Chiefs, Chiefs offense is top five in the league, and they we do not know who the best receiver is. And the run have. the run offense is ninth in the NFL. I know, right? Their and pass offense is sixth. I mean, they're a top ten offense in like every metric. I know, top five and, in certain. And it doesn't feel like it. No. It does not. It, this offense feels anemic when you watch them play. Like that game against the Jets, it, it felt like a bleh, like a meh game from them. That's why if you watch other games, I always, always encourage people in the post game, watch what the other teams are doing. Watch what those Buffalo Bills are doing. Only seven points with 450 left in the fourth. They are driving right now. They they are uh, pretty deep in, in in Jacksonville territory. They just got into the red zone. But, yeah, they are, they've been struggling. They're at the 29. They've been struggling. And the Chiefs did not play well against this off, this defense either. They scored 17 points. But still, the Chiefs have a top five offense, and it does not feel like it. That's no. just that's the craziest thing. And then you, Josh Allen just went down with a sack, but I think they're going to call unnecessary roughness there but like this has just been a mess of a season for the teams that are competing at the very top of the AFC and yet the Chiefs it still kind of feels like business as usual and like it's weird saying that knowing that we know we see all the weaknesses all the deficiencies that they have and I'm not used to seeing a team with this many deficiencies still just eh, business as usual it reminds me of what the Patriots did a, over a decade ago where like they would just, you know, they'd lose players and really good players. They just let them leave or trade them or whatever. And they just kept winning. It's just the weirdest thing watching that happen here in Kansas city. And it's because of your quarterback, because of your coach. That it, it's, it's the culture that you have in what you develop. And I heard you talking earlier, how the chiefs in what 14 and 17, they beat the two Super Bowl participants. And I think it's funny. You remember when the Chiefs put what forty-two on the uh, the Patriots that night before the wild card 41. game in fourteen? That's 41. 41. 41, 14, And yeah. after game, Bill Belichick was on the Cincinnati, right? Yes, yeah. And the national media was like, are "Tom gonna, Brady's done." Are you gonna Are you gonna put in Garoppolo? Tom Brady's done. Yeah, you remember that? You know, since that game, after that game, he won three Super Bowls and went to four after the game where the national media declared him done. Yes. As uh, they just got the Bills just scored a touchdown there, and passed to Gabe Davis from Josh Allen. Uh, I imagine, but that always makes me two. chuckle because uh, again, yeah. it's flavor of the week. It is. It's oh, he benched Tom Brady. Well, he goes to four Super Bowls and wins three after you said the bench. After up. you say, after you got guys like Max Kellerman on first yeah. take, calling him done. Yeah, and, done, uh, done. He's done. On he's to finished. Cincinnati. 
He's finished. And then Bill Bell's like, yeah, we're on to Cincinnati. That, that's the way things are with the, with, the, with the league and people who watch the NFL. It's kind of like, how much do you, in the NFL do you watch? <laughs> Seriously, you make your knee-jerk reactions after one game. Coming up next, we're four weeks into we're we're in the middle of week five right now in the NFL. And I think there's one obvious conclusion about the AFC. And I'll I'll tell you what that is next. We've entered the fourth quarter of the show. This is after hours. Here on 610 Sports Radio, the Odyssey app, however you choose to listen. We appreciate you. Brought to you, I'm being thrown up the four now. Brought to you by uh by Twin Peaks Eats Drinks Seating Views. Uh yeah, the uh, Bills did indeed get that touchdown. It was called back, and then they scored on the very next play. They did not get the two, though. So they need to get a stop here with three and a half minutes to go. It's third and four for Jacksonville here. It's yeah. a big damn. So this is a big, this is big here. They uh, they need this to uh, – they need to stop the, – the, the Bills need to stop here bad. And then they need to go down and score a touchdown because the field goal ain't going to cut it. That's that – you know, it's funny. That's that – that's that NFL math for you now. Where like back then teams were only gonna go for two when they absolutely needed to. The the Jags went out and did it at the beginning of the game just to get ahead, and it's working out in their favor. So um tough position here for the Bills, need to get a stop, plus they need to uh go down and score a touchdown. I'm conflicted because Bills are part of my parlay on the money line. Plus, they got some fantasy players. I like to get a few more points. But at the same time, my my inner Chiefs fan is uh, wanting them to lose this game just to help them out, just to help the Chiefs out. So you didn't position. go any points in the Bills. Jags just took the Bills. Yes. Yeah. Uh, I, yeah. I didn't go. Yeah. I just went money line. I don't. I'm money not, line. I don't. I don't. The part of me didn't even want to take it just because of the travel. Like I was like, eh, I mean, that's six hour time difference and you know these guys are all five hours for them but you know now they're in the jags have been in there been there for a couple weeks now so they're used to it they're probably you know pretty comfortable with the area and the time difference so it's not an issue so i do agree with you what you said earlier about you know probably don't have a team there two weeks in a row welcoming <laughs> another team in there cuz they're going to have Trevor Lawrence is probably sipping tea before the game at this point i know right <laughs> if you're going to do that you should just have four teams there they they stay there for two weeks and they just play each other that, if you're going to do that and you're going to have one team stay there for two weeks you might as well just have other teams stay there for two weeks that just doesn't make any sense to me so i i, I do agree with you on that but i i do think this game kind of brings up a point that you know we've talked about before about who are the real elite teams in the AFC, aside from the Chiefs. Bills right now losing. Jags have been a bit disappointing this year. Bengals have been really disappointing. Bengals are the worst offense in the NFL right now. Like, I watched that game against the Titans back earlier this week. Uh, well, earlier last week. Their offense looked so bad. And this, I don't think it's just an issue with Burrow's calf. Burrow's calf is obviously playing a part of that, but we just saw the Chiefs win the Super Bowl when Mahomes had one leg. I think teams are starting to do to, to the Bengals as the, the Jags got that first down. <laughs> Ooh, man, it's not looking good for the Bills here. Um, we saw teams last year start to play the Chiefs really conservatively on defense. Two safeties back. We're not going to let you get anything down the field. Go short and sweet, dink and dunk your way down the field. And that's not how Joe Burrow wants to play. 
Burrow wants to heave the ball to his receivers down the field. And it's going to get worse, too, because I doubt T. Higgins plays for him next year. Yeah, Higgins is – this is – and and Because they don't is, typically pay players. They no. did Burrow. But, they did Burrow, but, but they had to. They had no choice. And, again, I want to see what teams can do. Like, Mahomes got the back, but the Chiefs could continue being good. And they did it to the draft. You know, here's five defensive backs were rookies playing last year for the Chiefs in the Super Bowl. Right. Your leading rusher was seventh round. That's the story of last year's Chiefs, what Brett Veach did in the draft. But can you stay consistent? What happened to the Buccaneers once they beat the Chiefs? Team from. fell apart. What happened to the Rams once they was gone? Team fell apart. Yep. What's going on with the Bengals now? Team falling apart. Yep. So, but the Chiefs continue to be good. That's why you should appreciate what they're doing. They signed Orlando Brown Jr. to a big contract, paid him $16 million a year over four years. They let Jesse Bates the third go. He's in Atlanta now. He's playing great right now. He's it was a big difference. So he, he was the guy that faked that injury against the Chiefs. Remember, he, he just did. fell down and he flopped. Did. He did. <laughs> he did. <laughs> He's like, oh, they're doing too much. It was like the go ultimate down. flop, man, with Bates. It was. It was, it was very obvious. Uh, but you see it now. It's like Higgins is, I mean, almost assuredly going to be playing in a different uniform this year. This is the last year. More than likely that the Bengals with this current group are going to be competitive. Like, well, not be competitive, be a Super Bowl contender. And you wonder, and I think that's probably the reason why they're playing Joe Burrow so much, even though he's clearly injured, because they know, as uh, it looks like now, yeah, the the Jags just scored a touchdown. This game's over. 24-13. It's over. <laughs> ETN just broke loose on a run and scored. Um, but I think that this is the last year that they're Super Bowl contenders, at least until they reload. Because ETN, uh, ETN uh, Higgins is going to be leaving. Higgins ain't, they're not, I mean, don't be shocked if he's in the Chiefs uniform next year. Chiefs might pay him and not pay Chris Jones. And you've already got money tied up with Hendrickson. You gave him more money. You paid Logan Wilson money. You are uh, going to have to pay Jamar Chase a bunch of money. You're go, you just paid Joe Burrow. You just gave Joe Burrow an extension. And Joe Mixon's got a potential out. Yeah, before Mick, yeah. after this year, right? Mixon still probably has gone. another year, twenty four. He but, does, but it's but it's, they can get out of they it. They can get out of it. Yeah, they can save some cash and get out of it. At this point now, to me, the only reason why Burrow's playing right now is because they know that if they don't have him, they're done. They might they might not make the playoffs without him. And they and they paid him so much. I, I am curious what happened on that golf cart ride with the owner. Remember the guy? He pulls his golf cart up. Mike Brown did pulled the golf cart yeah. up to Joe Burrow, yeah, and they I get off that. it and go take it. What, what was he saying to him? Like, hey, man, you can play or not, you know? He's paid you. You have to think. I don't know if there's, like, pressure from the ownership. I'm sure he's probably just, hey, you good? You good, Joe? But I'm hey, sure Joe, we don't that... pay anybody. We paid you. you play. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm like, sure. we don't pay anybody. We don't pay anybody. Not anybody. But we'll, we pay, we paid Orlando. They paid Orlando. <laughs> Think about it. They paid Orlando $16 million and Orlando's out here getting him killed. He was a revolving door last week. He was. He was. He was. He was. He was like that against uh, against the Titans. He was also like that against the Browns too. You remember Orlando Brown in the, in the combine? Because you and I love the combine. Yes. What, fourteen bench press reps, something like yeah. that. I'm like, dude, you're a, you're an offensive tackle. You did fourteen reps. Chanel did tw- more than twice as many of those at his pro day. Like, think about that for a second. Leo Chanel did thirty one reps at the combine. Actually, not the combine. At his pro day, and. You get 14. It was a bad pro day. It's why he slipped from being in the first round. Exactly. Very bad. You did 14 reps on the bench. You're that it was what Christian McCaffrey strong. type numbers. Didn't he have like 12 or something like that? Something like that. But like you expect that for a running back. Like I don't expect running backs to go get 20 plus. If they do. It cool. was it was low though. I mean, it was very low. Yeah. Like like 
that's like in the realm of like the bigger wide receivers. Like the bigger wide receivers aren't doing tons. And obviously, it doesn't matter with McCaffrey. <laughs> yeah, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter at all. He's kind of a small dude anyways. But yeah. uh, ten. He had ten. Whoa. McCaffrey had ten? Yeah, which okay. is really surprising. Okay. Yeah. He looks like he's gotten a lot stronger. I think he has. Yeah. 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 The Bills just got to the Jags 30-yard line. Josh Allen just heaved it down the field. So, um, yeah, they are they are driving, but they are down now by 12 points. Um, things aren't looking too great for the Bills here. They sc- they got to score two touchdowns in order to to tie this game up. So, uh, yeah, Gabe Davis just got him inside the five and stopped the Jags. <laughs> and yeah, you have to stop him again too. Um, but yeah, I I think that the the Bengals are that team where right now, this is it. They're one and three, and if they continue, because like they they got the Cardinals this week. I don't think the Cardinals are the pushover that people thought they were at the beginning of the year. Not because they, the Cowboys game, which tons of Dallas fans are everywhere. Not just the Cowboys game, though. Oh, I know. They, the Giants they're, game? They're, they're playing better than I thought they were. But they're kind of playing themselves out of a great draft pick. They're playing themselves out of Caleb Williams. Maybe, maybe they're they, not going anywhere Maybe with the they record. like Kyler. Maybe well, they come like on, Kyler. Man. Maybe they like Kyler. They pay Kyler a lot of money. Maybe they, they're like, eh, we're probably not going to be able to trade Kyler like that. So... And you also got to understand this. Joshua Dobbs, their, who's their starting quarterback right now, that man playing for a job. He's What's funny about Dobbs he is he's playing for a job. He went to the team store or whatever, and he couldn't get, like, his own jersey well, made. Who's selling a Dobbs jersey? <laughs> well, we couldn't even, he like, get, get a custom. Made, he had to get a custom, yeah. But anyway, yeah, that Dallas game is still mystifies me. But, again, it was 20 to 16. Like, the Chiefs don't have those losses against bad teams. Yes. Knock yeah. on wood. Yeah. the the Because uh, the, the Vikings are better, in my opinion, than the Cardinals. Yeah, I think so too. I think so too. I think they're. I don't think they're that much better. I think they are. Because Justin Jefferson can wreck a team. Yeah, Jag, Jag uh, not Jags, but the the Bills just scored a touchdown. Josh Allen, they just did the touch push, pushed him into the end zone there. So now they're going to have to. They're going to. I think it looks like they're going to kick the extra point. You know, me college teams yesterday, Chris, were trying the touch push and they couldn't do it. <laughs> yeah. I mean, they were trying and trying. They just couldn't do it. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, the college teams are really trying. But they're yeah. not being able to do it like some of these teams in the NFL, especially the Eagles. Right, right. Yeah. In, the, in the NFL, teams struggle doing it. Yeah, they have absolutely struggled. But in college football, is hilarious. These teams trying it because they're <laughs> just gotta, not doing it. They don't understand the fundamentals <laughs> of what makes it work. Coming up next, we're going to close out the show. We'll, get, we'll, we'll fill you in what happens at the end of this Bills and Jags game. Uh, this is After Hours. Final few minutes here on After Hours. Here on 610 Sports Radio, brought to you by Twin Peaks, Eats, Drinks, Scenic Views. Joined by Jay Binkley, Quentin Morris, doing all the hard work on the other side of the glass. Looks like uh, this is done for the the, uh, Bills here. Jags got the onside. Got the ball in Bill's territory. And it's too bad. They just need a first down. Chiefs had the tiebreaker with the Jags. Yeah, they just need a first down. And uh, it is over because the Bills are out of timeouts. So, man, talk about uh, – uh, obviously, we can't talk – we can't speak in absolute because we just watched that Miami game happen yesterday where the Hurricanes were up 2017 and uh, fumble. They were – the Georgia Tech Yellow Jackets were able to go down the field to score a game-winning touchdown. Two passes, touchdown. Touchdown with one second left. Just 
I, hey man, I started paying attention to the Hurricanes. Like, okay, this team's undefeated. They have a big game against North Carolina next week, and I was like, okay, that's 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 a good one, man. Yeah. You had undefeated Miami going against undefeated North Carolina, but you lose a game like that, you could lose the locker room, man. Because those players, they had a, had a meme of one of the players like, what are we doing? <laughs> Yeah, I saw I saw that on like the. Like you start uh, questioning your head coach and bench, being dumb, yeah. it's like, oh man. It was funny because like that was one of the things that. Uh, do you listen to Club Shay Shay? Oh yeah, with uh, Sharp. Yes. Well, I wish that we should change character concerns to Club Shay Shay. Well, we can't do that. They we probably get sued. Club Shay Shay concerns. Here's what Marshawn Lynch said to uh, said to uh, he talked he talked about that situation. He talked about. Um, Terrible call there by Daryl Bevel that led to the pick from Russell Wilson in the Super Bowl against the Patriots. Here's Marshawn Lynch talking about that. Super Bowl 49. Uh, Russ come on there in one knee because Russell get down on one knee when he in the huddle. And you hear the play because you're on the one-yard one line, Marshawn. You're on the one-yard line. Russ in the huddle. And he's calling out the play. What's going through your mind? To be honest, I look at nine of the other guys and they look at me like, what the f- just happened. Look, you got one yard. We got beast mode. We got 225, 35 pounds <laughs> sledgehammer. What's happening? And by the time it sat in, you just hear all the cheering from the other sideline, like, my heart. And see them jumping up and down and cheering, like, oh, shit. He just threw a pick. Play clock at five. Pass is intercepted. As I'm going back to the sideline, and I just hear him like, oh, man, I'll get him next time. As I hear this, you know, I take my helmet off, and I go right to Pete Carroll's face, and I'm talking about I hit his ass with the biggest. <laughs> Super Bowl 49. Think about that for a second. That is what happens when in a big game, and my, granted, Miami wasn't a big game, but it's college football. You take a loss like that, that could ruin your postseason hopes. But big game, bad coaching decision, you lose the game in a tragic way. That stuff like that will destroy your team, and especially for young mm. kids when guys are like, they can just leave and go whenever they want. Think about how it changed history in the NFL. Yeah. Brady all of a sudden has one less Super Bowl. Yes. Russell Wilson now has two, He's got two Super Bowl championships. I mean, just think of all the things that happened because of that play. Right. And just, I mean, Malcolm Butler doesn't become a star if not for that play because that play catapulted him. Nobody had heard of that guy before unless they were playing for the Patriots, unless they were a Patriots fan. But all of a sudden he becomes like, oh, man, that was a great play by that young kid. Now he he became a name after that. It's like, oh, he was a very good corner for them for a few years. And then I think he went to the Titans after that and wasn't quite as great. But he was pretty had a pretty good career for them. It's just amazing to see how one bad coaching mistake can ruin a team. And I don't know what will happen with Miami here because it's still too early to see. They'll hear happens. about it all day. They'll hear about it on, it'll be on Twitter all over the place. Every time they, they turn it on, it'll be there, people laughing at them. Right. Um, they'll hear it from their friends. They'll hear it from their family. They'll hear, what the hell were you doing all week long? Like Cristobal, the coach, is not going to be able to get away from this because these players are going to be inundated with what in the hell was going on. When he does the coaches show for Miami. They might have kicked him out of the national title. Listen, they they had some work to do to get there, but they were rolling. They were rolling. Tyler Van Dyke's good quarterback. I mean, they got good offensive. 
Great offensive line. Great offensive line. Zion Nelson, Francis Mauigola. We, me and Bing talk about it a lot on Character Concerns, which you should like and subscribe. Uh, Absolutely, you should like you and should subscribe. Listen to that. it, download it. Yeah, download the hell out of it. And we talk about the, the great offensive line. A lot of talent on that team. And all it takes is one thing to happen. Could ruin that trust between player and coach. So uh, that right there. I, I heard that, and then I, I watched that game yesterday. I saw that clip. I was like, oh, my God, dude. Like, that right there might ruin it for Cristobal. <laughs> that's just – that's what happens there. Uh, as the uh, the Bills, they did not they, – they got the stop. They actually got the stop. Punt forced the ball to uh, inside the top, inside the five for the, uh, for the Bills, who are attempting to drive. Um, 13 seconds left in this game. They are inside their own five. So this one looks like it might be a wrap. As a matter of fact, no, the Jags just got a fumble recovery. Oh man. Catch fumble. I hope that wasn't Diggs because that would ruin it. Was. it was Josh Allen deep pass, right? to Stephon Diggs to Buffalo 22 for 16 yards. Fumbles recovered by Jacksonville. That hurts, man. That's what's well, it. Bills get upset. By the Jacksonville Jaguars. But the national media said this was the best team in the NFL last week. All 25 of their fans are elated at the upset that they just pulled off there in London. Duval. Man, that's, you know, that that's first and foremost at this point now, like they just got to move that team somewhere. Cause like they clearly, that team is playing like a quarter of their games elsewhere. They've got a nice pool to stadium though. Yeah, I mean, it doesn't matter. Remember Trevor Lawrence and Kevin was talking about how good those fans were and how loud an environment might be the best in the NFL. No, he did say Yet that. this team plays anywhere. Yeah, I was like, you play everywhere but your home Like, stadium. I'm shocked they're not playing in Walgreens parking lot, you know? Oh, they'll, they'll go play at a high school stadium next year. <laughs> they'll go play in the Cotton Bowl. Like, they'll just play everywhere. They're like the Tampa Bay Rays. Yeah, they're going to go have a game in the Alamo Dome at some point. Like, they are, like, seriously, yeah, they, yeah this game's done now. Cost me some points. That hurts. I could have used those two points. So thank you for uh, to Jay Binkley for coming on here and contributing to the talk. Thanks to Quentin Morris doing all the hard work. I'll be here next week. Fantasy Football Sunday after hours. Hopefully we're talking about two more Chiefs wins for the uh, for the team. Hopefully they're five and one. Going into a matchup there with the Chargers. For 610 Sports Radio, I am Christian Ocero, and this has been After Hours. to After Hours with Dusty Likens on 610 Sports Radio and the Odyssey app. Brought to you by Twin Peaks. Eats, drinks, scenic views.